Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Continuing our series with Catholic Charities here on Western New York Catholic Weekly and our Year of Mercy. And today we're going to focus specifically on some of those first corporal works of mercy and the the great work that Catholic Charities does in those areas. Uh, Feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, and clothe the naked. I know we went over them last week, so that's your little reminder here on uh, this week's program. And uh, joining us here to uh, to talk about some of the ways that Catholic Charities does those things and some of the other uh, work that they do as well. We're not going to stick strictly to that. Uh, Eileen Nowak, who is the Director of Catholic Charities Parish Outreach and Advocacy, uh, also works with the Ladies of Charity. And, and you were on before, Eileen, to talk a little bit about that. That's right. That's uh, so, right. Well, um, thanks we'll, for having me back. Yeah, we'll address that too, as uh, you know, later on in the program as well, and talk about some of the things that, uh, that refresh people's memories about that. Now, when I have guests on the program uh, like Eileen, um, they generally tend to have these, uh, you know, kind of broad titles, like the director of parish outreach and advocacy, and we have to talk a little bit about what that is. Not so with my with our other guest today, Katie Constantino, who has such a highly specific um, title. It's uh, uh, breastfeeding coordinator for the women, infants, and children. You know it as the WIC program. Um, so that pretty much spells out exactly what you do. Katie, welcome to the program, by Thanks the way. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I know you do a lot more than that, and we want to talk about WIC on the program today and, and what that is. And uh, um, I, I think the breastfeeding component is just one thing that people may not realize is a part of the WIC program. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll talk about that as we go today, too. Okay, let's go to the broad, vague title, Parish Outreach and Advocacy. <laughs> Eileen, what, uh, what are the areas that that covers at Catholic Charities? Okay. Well, we have eight food pantries across the eight counties, and we also oversee Ladies of Charity. Uh, we have a service corps program, which is uh, similar to between an AmeriCorps and a VISTA-type program. Uh, we handle the Guild for the Blind programs, uh, telephone insurance program for the county, um, several other other smaller things that come along the way as well. Um, let's because uh, that one jumps out at me. Telephone assurance program. Mm-hmm. We again, that's another topic we've talked about um, on this program way back when. Remind folks about what that part is. Sure, sure. It's uh, called TAP, and uh, it is run by the county. But we have the contract to oversee it for the entire Erie County area. And what that is is there's a member. And the member would be somebody who's at home, maybe doesn't get out very often, uh, just needs a socialization, somebody to call them maybe once, twice a week, talk five, ten minutes, see how you're doing, see what's going on. Uh, the person who makes that call is the volunteer. 
We also, in our department, oversee all the volunteers for Catholic Charities. And that volunteer makes that phone call once or twice a week and just has a short conversation with that person. How you doing today? What's going on? Maybe checks in to make sure they got the heat on, make sure they got enough food. Uh, we do try to make sure that the volunteer has enough knowledge to know that uh, if something seems amiss, then they would call our coordinator and we would then get in touch with their uh, emergency contact person to make sure that they could check in on them and make sure they're okay. I, I knew we were going to cover more works of mercy than just feed the hungry and give drink to the thirsty <laughs> today. Um, yeah, that's a that's an important program. I'm also going to make Sister uh, Mary happy and mention the appeal again because, of course, this is big <laughs> volunteer time for oh, Catholic is. Charities at, uh, at this point. I also want to remind everybody, uh, any of the things that we talk about today, best place to get information about it, go to ccwny.org. That's the website of Catholic Charities. You can search on it. All the information will come up there. If you forget that website, just, you know, search on Catholic Charities Buffalo or Catholic Charities Western New York. It'll it'll come up for you. Uh, the TAP program, uh, not to dwell on it, but I mean, this is also the time of year, right, when maybe that is especially important. Mm-hmm. We haven't had, you know, terrible weather this year, but the last couple of weeks we had some dangerous cold temperatures, quite a bit of snow. I would think that's the time you really want to get those volunteers in action, right? Oh, absolutely. And even though it may not be a lot of snow or a lot of ice necessarily, it is cold outside, extremely cold. It's been a few days. And on top of that, people that generally are stuck inside are a little concerned about walking outside more than somebody else is. So they'll stay inside even longer than someone yeah. else. So, yes, it's a very important time of the year. Yeah. Um, I, I want to go back to be because uh, Sister Mary was on the program last week and she did mention the uh, food pantries. And uh, tell us a little bit about... Uh, about those. We can talk a little more in detail about that. Okay, well, we have eight food pantries at this time. Our furthest away from this area is Wellsville, New York, and that's about two two and a half hours drive away. Um, we also have one in um, Franklinville, which we just opened up this past year, and that's about an hour away from, from Buffalo. And then in the Buffalo area, we have Lovejoy, we have uh, Perry Street Projects, uh, Fulton Street, uh, Lackawanna. We have a South Buffalo Pantry. We have a Rich Street Pantry. And we also have another pantry we opened up a year ago, and that pantry is in Getzville, New York, which is part of Amherst. Right. And uh, Sister mentioned that uh, specifically the, the newest pantries in Amherst and Franklinville last week on the program. And, and one of the things that we talked about, right, is, you know, when you hear Amherst, Right. Yes. You think a fairly affluent suburb like Orchard Park or or some of our other affluent mm-hmm. suburbs in the area, Clarence, whatever it might be. Um, people don't often realize that the needs are the same, right? In Absolutely. These places. Wherever there are people gathered, there's a need. There's always going to be a percentage of people. I don't care where it is. There's going to be a percentage of people who have some sort of a need. Uh, it could be a family where the husband's lost his job, the wife has been sick, they've been fine up to this point, and all of a sudden it's really hard for them to try to just get enough food in to feed those kids. And we might just help them over a hump. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to help them for the rest of their lives. Or it could be somebody who's a senior and is in a different situation in their life than they maybe were earlier on, and now they're having difficulty bringing food in for themselves on a weekly basis. You, you led right into what my next question was going to be. I mean, so who is who are the people that you serve at these. And I think that's one of the, 
you already alluded to, one of the things and maybe misconceptions is that um, in many ways, it's not intended, right, that somebody's going to keep coming to you kind of forever and ever. Oh, absolutely it, it's not. Really, it really is in, in many ways a service, and, and whether we're talking about your pantries with uh, Catholic Charities mm-hmm. and Parish sure. Outreach or whether it's any of the other network of, of pantries we have in uh, in Western New York, um, it really is intended, right, to, to kind of be a kind of safeguard for folks, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, first of all, we are not enablers. We do not want to enable people for the rest of their lives. That's not our purpose. And when someone comes in the door, we don't And food is so important to everyone, of course, but we don't want to just give them food. We give them a lot of other information. We do an intake, find out what their issues are, what their concerns are, and we try to then send them to other areas of Catholic Charities or outside sources that would be of help to them to help them get out from under whatever their particular problem is at that particular time. Yeah. Um, Are there particular things you see in particular areas? For example, are there, are there needs? You mentioned some of the outlying areas like Franklinville, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Wellsville, sure. that maybe you don't see in in an urban area like the city of Buffalo or in a suburban area like Amherst. Are there different needs that you address at the pantries? Well, what's interesting is, is say, for example, venison, somebody out in Wellsville or Franklinville, they're, we get venison and they're, they're they're all happy Never to have that, have you know. About it, but I didn't my either. They're all hunters, and out in that area. So, and and yeah. at our town square pantry, you know, there's certain things we can't keep in, but it would not be venison. You know, yeah, I mean, sure. it's just funny how <laughs> how that kind of thing happens. But uh, one of the things we're doing right now at the Wellsville pantry is we are also opening up a thrift store, okay. and there's a great need for more than than the food. And all of our pantries, we do have free clothing available, but it's a small amount. Uh, so we're going to open up the thrift store in Wellsville. We have one uh, here in Buffalo at Ladies of Charity as well in uh, on Broadway. And we find that people, even if they come in and they make a purchase of clothing at a very, very reasonable price, uh, they walk out and they feel real good about themselves, that they were able to have a little bit of, uh, you know, they were treated with respect while they were there, uh, and they walk out with these items and say, wow, I, I had a chance to shop today. Look what I got for, you know, $5 or whatever. I got a bag full. So it's it's a great concept. But then we also do give clothing to those people who just cannot afford it as well. Yeah, I, that's been the St. Vincent de Paul model mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it does give people a sense of oh, well-being and, and sure, gratefulness and, sure. you know, builds them up. Um, and this is one of the the um, great things about Catholic Charities and particularly as we think about works of mercy, Catholic Charities is kind of always adapting, right, to to the need. Yes. Like, for example, the for and sure. I think that Wellsville where you saw a need for mm-hmm. uh, more than just a food pantry and Catholic Charities adapted to that need. Yes, that, that, that is our mission, is to be there for whatever the needs might be. I've been lucky enough to work there for, this is my 26th year, so I've seen a lot of changes over You're the years. You're not much further along than I am here, <laughs> so yeah, anyway. <laughs> but, but I've seen, you know, and I only came for a year, to be honest with you, and I've stayed 26 years, so um, I've seen so many changes to reflect what the, the issues and problems are of the world and of people 
over the years with Catholic Charities. They just always reach out and try to make sure that everybody is as much as possible is being helped. And if we can't help within our own agency, as I said before, we have no problem, you know, going outside of our family and making sure that people are helped through some other resource. Yeah, that adaptability is kind of maybe a good way to uh, bring Katie into the conversation here, particularly with the WIC program, because that's certainly a program that's adapted over the years with regard to Catholic Charities. You've been involved with, uh, Catholic Charities been involved with it a long time, right? Right. I've been with Catholic Charities about 20 years with the WIC program. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and WIC has existed at Catholic Charities longer than that, right? Right. Almost 40 years we've yeah, had the WIC program. Yeah. Um, relatively new, though, in Erie County when we talk about here, right? Um, and I think one of the misconceptions, well, it's not necessarily a misconception about WIC, though, is that it's kind of a state or county-run program like food stamps or whatever else, but it's really managed by you guys, right? Right. It's it's a program um, administered by the USDA throughout the country, and New York State Department of Health runs it in New York State, and different agencies bid to have the program, and Catholic Charities has Erie, Niagara, and Chautauqua County. Yeah, Chautauqua County is brand new. Right. We just started in Chautauqua this fall, and we have about a total of 28,000 people that we serve throughout the three counties. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a broad-ranging program. Um, and I want to talk more about it in, in the second part of the program. Just give us the, uh, the basics of it, though, for people who are not the least bit familiar with WIC. Um, and I think, look, and I, you know, um, I, I remember back to when, uh, you know, I was a stock boy growing up and and. Um, I think I had the same perception of whatever else, right? Right? People bring these checks into the grocery store for food or whatever it might be, and that's all I thought that it was. That's certainly not the case. No, we, we do have checks for sure. health, healthy foods. Right. You'll get exactly. vegetables, fruits, eggs, cheese, whole grain breads, and yogurt. Um, besides the checks, you're also going to get nutrition education when you come to your WIC appointment. You'll see a registered dietitian, a nutritionist that will sit down with you and talk about your family's needs, what you'd like to cook, how to get your kids to choose other foods if they're picky eaters. You'll get breastfeeding support. You'll also get referrals. Maybe you don't have enough food for your family and you need a referral to the food pantry. You need to find a dentist for your kids. All kinds of referrals we can also help families with too. Yeah, we're going to talk a little more in detail about how that works with uh, Catholic Charities in uh, Niagara, Erie, and now Chautauqua County with uh, Katie Constantino, who's the breastfeeding coordinator for the WIC program. And WIC, by the way, uh, stands for Women, Infants, and Children, which kind of spells out um, the, the the kind of target uh, need for that program. And Eileen Nowak will uh, continue on with us here as well uh, from Catholic Charities Parish Outreach and Advocacy. And we'll talk more, uh, refresh your memory about the Ladies of Charity. Um, I, I want to talk about the thing I mentioned at the beginning of the program, the specific thing, because you mentioned it right before the break, one of the things that you help with as part of the WIC program is breastfeeding. And that's certainly, um, again, when I, you know, I mentioned being a stock boy in the, in the stores. And when I was at that age, right, um, breastfeeding wasn't really a thing at the, at the time. And we've kind of realized the importance of it more uh, these days, right? Hey, absolutely. There's... Um so many benefits for moms and babies to breastfeed. And here in Erie County, our rates were really low. Even six years ago, our initiation rates were only about 43%, and now they're 64%. So just in a 
short time, we've created a real cultural change here in Buffalo. And more and more moms are, ours are breastfeeding. We have lots of support for them to see somebody for free help at the WIC program. We have breast pumps that are free for moms, too, because they can be expensive. Insurance is better now about covering them. But if your insurance doesn't cover it or it's difficult, we can help them at WIC. So if they have a premature baby, a baby that won't latch, we can help them for free. Usually that day, we can help them. Um, We also have peer counselors that are paired up with every pregnant mom. Our peer counselors have cell phones, so they can text their peer counselor, call their peer counselor on Friday night at 8 o'clock if they're worried about something with their baby. Um, it's just a nice, friendly person for them to talk to. And my peer counselors also go to three of our local hospitals to visit the moms. We go to Mercy Hospital, Children's and Sisters Hospital, where we visit every mom that delivered their babies. Um, just to let them know about the WIC program, a lot of people don't realize they're eligible for WIC. Well, that's one of the things, right? Like, um, I, you know, and uh, I think, again, the misconception I had and I think many people have had with WIC that, you know, it's just another kind of food stamp program. And, you know, well, I, I can't get those. Right. Know. So a woman needs to be pregnant to be eligible for WIC. As soon as she knows she's pregnant, she's eligible to come to WIC and children up to the age of five. And the income guidelines, um, you have to be income eligible for WIC. If you get Medicaid, you're automatically eligible. If you get food stamps, you're automatically eligible. But the income guidelines are pretty generous. So a family of four could make up to about 45000 a year. So it's mom um, who maybe stays home and dad's the only one working in the house and there's a little one and she's pregnant. That's four people. So a lot of people who are young especially are going to qualify for WIC that mm-hmm. don't even realize it. Yeah, and um, – you, you mentioned before, like uh, folks who um, you know who, whose insurance doesn't cover it. I, I would imagine, right? That and and it's a you know um, it's unfortunate that you know probably a lot of the people you see are in that boat, right? Either the you know even though we're supposed to all have insurance now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. under federal guidelines, that's not always the case, is it? I mean, you, you I mean, and I imagine you see that more often than you'd like to, right? And if they don't have insurance, we're gonna help them find a navigator to help them get insurance, too. And we have actually navigators that come into our offices once a week at a lot of our locations, too, to help people get insurance if they don't have it, too. Well, you know, we talked about before how Catholic Charities adapts. WIC is certainly one of those programs, and, uh, you know, I think the growth of the breastfeeding component sort of, uh, you know, kind of highlights that, that, you know, yeah, there's a need and people should be doing this. It's healthier for everybody. But one of the other great things about Catholic Charities, I think, is just the integration. And you've already alluded to to some of that, how, you know, if there are the needs that you see, you're able to refer to other places. Mm -hmm. But also, um, sounds like WIC is a great program in terms of, okay, so breastfeeding is healthier, but only if you're eating healthy, right? So then you have to help people to, to get into that. Right. We, we're giving healthy foods. And even, even if a mom's diet isn't perfect, her, her breast milk is still perfectly nutritious, even if she was eating at McDonald's three days, three times a day, <laughs> which we don't want her to do. Exactly. We don't want <laughs> but, um, her to Don't do that. Right. <laughs> so we are giving her healthy foods. So she's going to be healthier overall, too. And, and teach your kids about healthy eating, too. Uh, how do folks, if, um, you know, they've heard something – Today and they think, boy, you know that sounds like exactly what I've been looking for. That's I I really could use that. How how do they get in touch with the WIC program? Let me just remind everybody again that for general information about all the stuff we talk about on the program, 
CCWNY is the website. It's one of the best sources. But specifically with WIC, how do they make that first contact? And I know that that's it, – it's the same with, with you, Eileen, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you never feel good about having to ask for help. Oh, right? Nobody feels sure. good yes. about that. Yeah. So that first contact, how do they go about it? Sure. We have um, customer service reps. They can give a call at 218-1484, and they can talk to you about the income eligibility and find a location near you because we have 20 different locations okay. throughout the three counties. And um, another way to reach us is by texting us. Yeah, eight. this is a cool program. I mean, because <laughs> yeah. like you know, people you know people text now. Yeah, so they can text eight to eight three nine eight six three, and in the message you're going to write CC WIC info is one little word, and it'll take you to the website, and it'll give you the income guidelines and the information there too. Okay, terrific. And uh, what's the when someone calls, uh, someone texts, and, and, and you get the information, just so that, that people have an idea, I mean, what's, what's the turnaround time for you guys getting back to that? Oh, that's a great question. Role? Sometimes we can get you in that same day. Okay. So within a day or two, um, we should be able to get you into WIC. All right. Eileen, uh, I, I wanted to throw this back at you as well in terms of that, you know, asking for help, right? And and we all have at some point in our lives, whether it's with regard to our health or our finance or whatever, everybody at some point in their life needs help with mm-hmm. something. And I think in a general sense, we always feel bad about asking for it. You know, how, how do we get over that with, uh, particularly with Catholic charities? Because part, part of getting the word out, I think, is is letting people know, hey, it's okay to come to us. That's what we're here for. Sure. Well, first of all, people should know that everything's confidential. So when someone comes in, you're not going to be talking about your issue in front of a room full of people. You know, you're going to meet with somebody who's from Catholic Charities that's very dedicated and wanting to talk to you about this, whatever's going on, and make you feel very comfortable. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I've stayed at Catholic Charities so long is because people are extremely compassionate and very dedicated to what they do. So it's very important to them that when that person leaves, they feel good about that day and feel respected and have dignity. So I think that that's one of the biggest pieces of it. And I do want to also let everyone know that you don't have to be Catholic to come to Catholic right, Charities. Exactly, sure. Everybody who works at Catholic Charities is not Catholic. Everybody who comes and needs help or, or has issues is is not Catholic. Uh, you know, we, we help everyone. And um, I think that it's really important for people to understand that. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, certainly, though, um, the services given with those um, Catholic values and that Catholic identity Absolutely, in mind, which, sure. uh, of course, is a lead into uh, the Ladies of Charity, a great organization in yes, the it is. Diocese of Buffalo. Before we go, just remind us about that group and what they do. Okay. Well, the Ladies of Charity would be the oldest woman's lay volunteer organization in the world. And uh, it started in France with St. Vincent de Paul hundreds of years ago and was brought to Buffalo uh, about 75 years ago by Catholic Charities. And that's why we have a combination, uh, you know, 
one hand washes the other, working together. Caseworkers refer them to Ladies of Charity for what we have to offer, and um, so we've become partners. And uh, at Ladies of Charity, people can come. There's a thrift store, uh, which I mentioned before. They can come and purchase clothing very, very inexpensively. They can also get referrals from a Catholic Charities caseworker to get clothing for free. Uh, someone who's been in a fire or a domestic violence victim or getting out of jail and has no one to go to when they're coming out, they can go to a caseworker as well, and then they can be referred to Ladies of Charity for what we call a fresh start. Fresh start means just that. Uh, they'll be given blankets, sheets, towels, any of those household items that they're going to walk into an apartment that's empty. So we'll help them with those things. There's reading programs. There's a First Communion program where kids can be dressed for First Communion. Um, we have uh, Christmas. At, at Christmas time, we serve over 3,500 children with toys, hats, and gloves, books. We, we give books out all the time. We're very, very big in, in pushing reading. Um, and uh, we also have a, a Christmas program for people who are um, homebound to give them gifts. Uh, the list goes on and on. But the ladies have many, many things to offer. And my suggestion would be to see a Catholic Charities caseworker to get a referral to go to Catholic Charities if, that's, if you have any of those needs. And again, um, we encourage you to visit the website for Catholic Charity, ccwny.org. And, uh, you know, this is just one of the ways the Catholic Charities, uh, or a few of the ways the Catholic Charities are doing the works of mercy here in western New York. We're going to talk about more of those as Lent continues here on the program. And uh, Eileen Nowak, who is the Director of Catholic Charities Parish Outreach and Advocacy, and also Katie Constantino, Breastfeeding Coordinator for the WIC program, Women, Infants, and Children for Catholic Charities. Thank you both for uh, coming in and sharing some of that story Thank with us Thank you for today. having us. And as always, if you would like to hear uh, uh, any of our programs, you missed something or you need to hear something again, you can always visit our website at buffalodiocese.org. I always link to the topics that are in the program. Go to the News tab, drop down to radio. You'll find all of our podcasts there. We'll talk more about the works of mercy and Catholic charities in this year of mercy next week on Western New York Catholic Weekly. I hope you'll be with us. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.